If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. An assistant uh, commissioner of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Dominic Nav, has ignited a fairy debate on the exemption of the president of Ghana from paying income tax, which he argues should be subject to a national conversation. He says, he said this during a public forum on improving domestic resource mobilization and combating illicit financial flows in Ghana, the role of the media and other stakeholders. The gathering organized by the Media Foundation for West Africa Witness passionate exchange of opinions on this contentious matter. The IT center we are developing uh-huh. is to help us be able to train our people when it comes to IT. Mm-hmm. But we are hoping to lace that one harder. Oh, I'm, I'm the project manager. Okay. I, I, the, so I understand what I'm talking about. Yes, oh, indeed. But, but you see, we are trying to see what's going on. So why, why they hope? There must be some level of certainty. That's what I'm talking about. Well, so if at the end of the day, we realize that, look, it is not worth employing people to develop it is better to rely on third parties because we have to look at cost effectiveness. I'm a transfer accountant. So if employing people to develop will not help, but rely on third parties, what will help in terms of cost minimization? Who will not go for it? You see, before we make any arguments, let's look at it broadly, be able to understand the nuances. Otherwise, sometimes we, we, we jump ahead of ourselves and make certain statements when there are no alternatives. So let's move to the, the other one, because there are quite a lot of questions. The next one is to pay president. He should pay his taxes. I believe this conversation has come up uh, you know, many times. They may so rest in peace. Our former commissioner, Jethro, uh, commissioner who became the professor, uh, yeah, uh, yes. He also said that. So 
Joining me in the studio is head of our research desk, Raymond Aqua, to explore this further. Now, we know the president is exempted from paying tax, and now we are hearing that, I mean, there must be, there, there should be a law, actually, that provides for that, right? Now, yes, of course, Article 68.5 of the Constitution states that the salary allowances and facilities, including pensions and gratuity of the president, shall be exempt from tax. Beyond that, though, this grants a constitutional exemption, but from, beyond the constitutional exemption of the president from paying some taxes, of course, the Income Tax Act also exempts the president's salary allowances, facilities, pensions and gratuity from tax, referencing the constitutional provision. You understand? Mm. Mm. So has it always been the case since independence? No. In 1960, the Constitution was silent on tax exemptions for the president. In 1969, however, the president was exempted categorically with the 1969 Constitution. Then the next Constitution we had was 1979. It was also silent on it until the 1992 one restored those exemptions to the president. Mm. So the last four Constitutions we've had since 1960... Two of them gave specific exemption to the president on income tax. The other two were very silent on it, which meant that the president was supposed to pay tax. They, they, in 2010, the uh, Constitutional Review Commission did some very good job on our constitution. Did this ever come up? Yes, it did, that? actually. It was one of the issues they took views of the people of this country on. Now, one of the things it says, specifically says that uh, as the number one citizen, the president should set a good example by paying taxes to uh, encourage others to pay tax. So tax collection in Ghana has become a very difficult thing to do. That's one of the arguments that the Constitutional Review Commission made. So it came up with a conclusion that, yes, the president should no longer be exempt from paying tax. Now, it should be made to pay tax going into the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't conclude with that kind of yeah. job anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if, uh, I mean, in the event that we all agree that that must change, the president must actually pay taxes, I mean, what should be the process? Is this an entrenched position in the Constitution? Yes. the Unentrenched? Ta- the tax exemption is an entrenched clause under Chapter 8 of the 1992 Constitution. To change this requires a high threshold, like a referendum, as we know it to be. The exemption could be reconsidered as part of the larger project of constitutional review and reforms that we started in 2010, had a white paper issued on it, and we abandoned it at the Constitutional Implementation Committee. So maybe if you are considering all of the other things, including whether or not this assembly should elect the up on partisan basis, certainly we can go back to that question and add this as the uh, list of... Uh, referenda that we should be putting to the people of this country so that they decide whether that should be removed. And if about 75% of uh, Mm -hmm. the people decide, then that could be changed. Well, let me bring in former finance minister, Sir Tepe. Grateful for your time, sir. You are a tax expert. Do you also think the calls for change are justified? Yeah, thank you very much. And um, I think we should look at the thing, uh, this issue, a bit more comprehensively. Um, let me repeat what um, Raymond just read. It says the salary, allowances, facilities, pension, and gratuity referred to in three and four. Now, it seems to be talking about income from employment and pensions that you know arise. And I recall that. Presidents pay income when they have business interests. You know, if, you, if, if they earn profits, 
from, say, a business interest. Uh, my reading of the Constitution, I believe that's the interpretation that GRA gives to it. And I recall that, you know, some former presidents do actually file their returns, you know, which implies that they paid, you know, the um, income tax on other related activities. Uh, so uh, that's the first point I wish to make. So it appears the president would pay income, uh, sorry, taxes on incomes that are not related to the employment of his or her office. Now, we should also, I believe this is not so much a tax court, but we should also know that when a president is in office, and even when he leaves, there are deprivations, you know, there are restrictions. And let me read uh, 68.1. We were, we, uh, the focus is on always on five. 61, 68.1 says the president, I'm reading from the Constitution, the president shall not, while he continues in office as president, hold any other office of profit, you know, or emoluments, whether private or public and whether directly or indirectly, or hold the office of chancellor or head of a university in Ghana. Okay, the first uh, A is the most uh, relevant point I want to make. That's a major deprivation. Then two, says that the president shall not, on leaving office as president, hold any office of profit or emoluments, except with permission of parliament in any establishment either directly or indirectly other than that of the state which means that as an accountant when i if i happen to be or a lawyer most of our presidents are lawyers mm. when they leave office for them to go back and practice you know they will need a permission you know of uh, of parliament parliament will have to scrutinize the extent to which you know they uh, their position in those uh, effects, you know, could mm. favor uh, or not. Mm. So I'd like to draw attention to these deprivations so that in saying we should let a president pay tax and in saying that we should amend the constitution, are we also going to lift these restrictions? Because there are countries where even when the president is invited and speaks, they charge for that invitation. Mm. And very amounts, but the U.S. presidents and the rest. So uh, I like to have, you know, a balance in the, draw attention to the balance in the discussion, that the Constitution restricts the president, even a president who may, you know, have had a business interest, family, you know, interest and income from engaging in anything which is profitable. Mm -hmm. Would you therefore want, you know, to tax, you know, his salary as well? Yes, I do agree that it is it's it's probably good you know thing to show you know to demonstrate uh, but when you look at the continuum when you look at these restrictions then i think we need to widen you know the discussion we're probably bringing you know lawyers and eminent you know uh statesmen and others you know to bring the discussion to a fuller mm. you know uh coverage uh, coverage so that people know that you know, being in office is always not one of, is a privileged position, but there are serious restrictions. I believe 
some of this applies to our Supreme Court duties as well. Mm. So in drawing that balance, you think that that should be maintained for now and must not be changed, correct? Except for its symbolic importance, um, in terms of, let's say, take our current situation, uh, it would motivate the rest of the population, probably by way of example. But I don't see it making any, you know, significant impact in, well, on, you know, on, on the income that we would have. Let me also draw attention to the fact that I believe in the exemptions, you know, items bought for the president's office, you know, are also exempted from tax, not, you know, personal, but when items are bought for the benefit, that I think that would agree that is a state office and it lives with those. There are countries also where even where gifts, presidents receive gifts, above a certain le level, mm -hmm. they have to surrender them, yep. you know, to the state. Mm -hmm. You know, they cannot take it. If it's uh, below that limit threshold, you know, then they can, they can take it or exercise the discretion of leaving it to the state. Right. I'm grateful for your time. Former Finance Minister Setekwe, let's stick on uh, revenue mobilization because Ghana has announced its foremost medium-term revenue strategy for the year 2024 to 2027. I mean, what does this mean uh, for us and what does this even entail? Raymond? Now, the MTRS, the medium-term revenue strategy, it's actually the document to tell us how we are going to raise revenue. You know, government have been talking about um, tax to GDP ratio. Now, we want to remove it and push it to up to 20%. That we are not raising enough revenue locally. That's why we have sometimes the difficulties in funding our projects and we have to rely on borrowing. So this is to reduce borrowing. This is to make sure that there's local revenue done. We are looking at 113 policies and administrative actions across various thematic areas to drive revenue reform in Ghana. There are 60 policy reforms which are distributed across the various areas and also 53 administrative reforms. Now, some of the interesting ones that you should be interested in, uh, Aisha, is that government is going to redesign policies such as the electronic transfer levy, the E-levy. Mm. That's one of them. The other one is that we are going to review outdated tax types like the stamp duty, income tax, and also vehicle income tax. We are also looking at simplifying tax returns and reviewing the modification taxation regime. We are going to broaden the whole tax regime to cover other types of tax, including tax identification, collection, filing, especially for the informal sector. There are other interesting parts when it comes to, let's say, VAT. Government is seeking to introduce in the future, within the period they're talking about, an automatic adjustment formula for the special petroleum tax, energy sector levies, and excise duty. Also, we are going to review VAT exemptions to make them more efficient and less distortionary. We are going to align exemptions provisions in the VAT Act also with the customs one. And there's one. We are going to reduce reliance on wage-based taxes, like mm. our income tax, mm. and shift focus to consumption-based taxes. Mm. So that's, that's, these are the broad framework for what we are taking into the future between 2024 and 2027. Okay. I just hope that this would actually 
I mean, yield the results that we're actually looking for, and it will not remain on paper as beautiful as uh, you read it. Thank you so much, Head of uh, Research, Raymond Aqua, for those details. We can now move on to other stories. Former Sanitation and Water Resources Minister Cecilia Dapa is fighting the special prosecutor's second attempt to confirm the seizure of her properties and freezing of bank accounts. Cecilia Dapa says the continuous transfer of monies from her dead brother's account were for payment of his children's school fees. This is her response to claims by the OSB that the said transfer was suspicious since the brother has been dead for some time. The office of the special prosecutor is back at the high court seeking a confirmation of its freeze and seizure order. But Madame Cecilia Dapa is again fighting the latest efforts. My colleague Samuel Mbura joins me via Zoom with more from the court filing. Uh, first, remind us of the key claims in the OSP's court documents. Aisha, well, it would be recalled that the OSP sees about 590000 US dollars and 2862007 Ghana cities during the search of Ms., uh, Mrs. Dapa's residence. Her accounts were also frozen, and Accra High Court, however, issued an order um, allowing a release of the cash and asking for the accounts to be unfrozen. The OSP complied with this order, but shortly announced it had seized the cash and issued a fresh um, freezing order. The OSP, in his latest attempt, alleged that Cecilia Dapa's dead brother's account was still sending money to a former minister, a situation the office described as suspicious. The OSB also claimed Cecilia Dapa sold property using aliases as though to conceal something and also that the money discovered in Cecilia Dapa's house were craftily obscured in envelopes, among other places, despite the former minister. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Ignorance of the said amounts of money. So, so the former minister is fighting the claims of the OSB and wants her properties returned to her. How does she respond to the OSB? Exactly, Asha. The minister has, through her lawyers, filed court documents asking the courts 
to once again reject this request for confirmation of the OSP's actions and in some part disposes the affidavit herself. First, the former Sanitation and Water Resources Minister, Cecilia Dapa, says monies transferred from her dead brother's accounts were for payment of his children's fees. This is a response to claims by the Office of the Special Prosecutor that the said transfer was suspicious since the brother has been dead for some time now. But Ms. Dapa explains that the account was opened with funeral donations collected by Carl Bank at her brother's funeral. She says, and I quote, the truth is that funds were transferred from an account in the name, the late Nana Akwesi Esan, to which I am a signatory. The funds were transferred to me for payment And the alliances, Danaya Ode, Mr. Pass says she has no real estate business and that investigators have failed to provide any evidence to back this claim. Cecilia claims that she did not conceal her identity to sell any property, but rather sold the said property in a representative capacity for Nana Ya Ode, also known as Nana Ode Nyako, her mother who is now deceased. Tamalambura have you hold because lawyers for IGP, Dr. Kufo Dampari, is also accusing chairman of parliament's ad hoc committee investigating the leaked tape allegedly plotting his removal of embarking on a sinister agenda against their client. According to them, it is their observation that Samuel Atachia, given any opportunity in the media, consistently makes prejudicial comments about the proceedings against the case. The committee is expected to continue the in-camera hearing of the case tomorrow, but lead counsel for the IGP, Kwame Jan, insists the committee has completed its work and will resist any attempt by the chairman to bring any extraneous witnesses to come and testify while indicating their readiness to face Parliament's ad hoc committee and not to deal with subsequent proceedings with Kate's gloves. The chairman is operating as if he is a sole commissioner and we are going to use all necessary legal means at the hearing not to accept this. What do you think is the motivation of the chairman per your allegation? He has his own agenda. And what is this agenda? Um, he, 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 he will disclose it. He has been granting interviews. Normally what, what was happening was that any time after the proceedings when we are quiet and we go home quietly, he would gather the press and, and grant interviews to the extent that at one sit, after one sitting, he went out there and said a, a, the extended tape which was submitted by Bugri Nabu had been doctored. A tape which has not been played for all of us to hear. He says it has been doctored, doctored, very prejudicial comments all over. So, it, it, I mean, in the past, we thought that, oh, because of respect for parliament and the institution and the persons on the committee, I dropped my guns in, in most cases, but I'm going to do what lawyers do going forward. The chairman is talking, so I also have to talk. So uh, what is going to happen tomorrow? Are you saying that you will not make your client available for the continuation of the in-camera no, no, hearing? No, my client will make himself available. Why not? 
he, he respects the institutions of state. He will make himself available. But I'm the lawyer for my client. The committee is scheduled to continue the in-camera hearing tomorrow. And my colleague Samuel Mbura is still on there. Uh, Mbura, what will be the nature of the probe going forward? And is there any timeline? Well, it is going to be strictly uh, in-camera. What we understand is that there will be interrogations and cross-examination of witnesses that will appear before the committee. And it is going to be a five-day um, I mean, investigation continuous process. So from Tuesday all the way to Saturday, and the committee is expected to complete the probe into the allegation latest by Saturday. So on the part of the accusers of the IGP, I mean, what information have you picked up from your sources, Ibura? Well, you, you recall that about two weeks ago, we understand the um, lawyers for Superintendent George Asari and COP Alex Mensah retired wrote to the committee and indicated that they had some two witnesses that they were coming to testify against the IGP. However, the letter found its way into the media space, and then according to the um, lawyers, uh, it created some fear among their witnesses, and later they were able to convince them to come and testify. So they've written to the committee uh, seeking protection for uh, their witnesses that were prepared, I mean, avail themselves before uh, the committee. So tomorrow, we, what we are going to see, according to the sources, is that they will tender in their evidence, and then their witnesses will also come and testify on, one, the issue about how the uh, IGP was appointed, and also how, uh, reportedly, the IGP has 10 certain units in the Ghana Police Service um, a, a operating it in its, its own way. So. These are some of the things that we are likely to see play out tomorrow. Samuel Mbura with those updates uh, for you. Let's get on to other stories. Story News investigation has uncovered a cartel, including staff of ECG, an energy commission who forged documents to sell off unapproved meters to prospective consumers at exorbitant prices. A separate meter that costs a little over 800 Ghana cities is sold by these individuals as high as 2,500 cities. Join News investigative desk reveals how the actions of these individuals enable their power consumers to enjoy free electricity without the knowledge of the ECG offices in most parts of the country. A discussion on the acquisition of meters on primetime radio on any day is one that will surely reveal the ordeal many power consumers encounter to get electricity to their homes. My issue is, if you don't have the meters, why do you collect our money in the first place? I have a question. Last, and my meter has been off since August. Mm-hmm. And I went, there, I went to the ECG in Turkey to ask for a new meter back in September. Right. And they told me they will come. They gave me, um, they gave me a, a, a false number to keep calling. So when I call, they told me, oh, they will come, they will come, they will come, they will come. And it was back and forth all throughout. How do you know why, I mean, acquiring an ECG meter is very difficult? The result of a cumbersome process and the shortage of meters has given way to the emergence of fraudsters and syndicates that are dominated by middlemen. Some corrupt staff of ECG, Energy Commission, contractors hired by the power distributor, and even some private security guards at ECG offices. 
The result of the activity is the proliferation of fake meters scattered across the country. The Ashanti Regional Revenue Protection Manager, Kofi Danso, admits the use of fake meters has become an albatross we are working tirelessly to deal with. This is affecting us seriously. It is all over the place. A lot of the customers who owe us, they abandon our meter and they go for these fake meters so that they never pay. I have a lot of cases. They charge between the thousand and as, as much as two thousand five hundred. A recent exercise to map and rope meters onto the ECG database at the Kobenya district revealed there were fifteen thousand users who were using power without paying a dime to the state. A reality that the managing director of ECG, Samuel Dubik Mahama, is unhappy about. But after we finished the Kobenya exercise. We realized we had over 15,000 new customers that we didn't know of mm. in our system. According to him, ECG loses an estimated 2.8 billion CDs as a result of illegal power connections. This thing is a big moral responsibility and values fight. There's brewing tension in Ayumensa and surrounding communities over the sighting of a commercial morgue and cemetery in the middle of the town. Enterprise Group Limited is believed to be behind the construction of the facility. Community members say the location of the facility in the residential settlement poses grave health and economic risk to their livelihood. They will therefore fiercely resist that development. My colleague Kwesia Dai Kwating has the details in the following report. Ayimensa, Kweiman, Otinibi, and Ganfa are developing residential areas under the Latin Municipal Assembly. The construction of an alleged morgue and cemetery by the enterprise group will, according to residents in these communities, be injurious to their health and economic activities. The concerned members of these communities say the parcel of land proposed for the said facility is in the middle of a community earmarked for residential purposes. One of the residents, Prince Achampon, in an interview with Joy News, gave reasons for their objection. The sighting of the mortuary and the cemetery has a lot of health implications. The chemicals that are used, the water table that we have here runs from the mountains down Aimensa, Otinibi, Danfa, Kweiman, and even it runs to special ice from the people that have done the study of the water table. That will mean that the water will run straight from where the mountains to where the cemetery is, then it distributes to every home and the community water project that we have at Quayman. Ghana Water Company do not supply us water, so every home almost has a borehole, and even those that do not have boreholes depend on the community water project at Quayman. And all the source of the water is from this place that has is going to be zoned as a cemetery. Justice Kwekujan is a retired appeals court judge and resident. According to him, it will be psychologically inappropriate for such a facility to be sited in the middle of a residential enclave. There are people who cannot even stand uh, dead bodies. It's not a land originally zoned for a commercial for the commercial purpose of harvesting dead bodies to come and to come and bury them there for for profits 
the serenity of our place will be totally violated and destroyed. Right? But the apprehension of people, the emotional upset of people, who, who suddenly would find themselves confronted with this commercial cemetery, with all the you know, attendant hazards. Assemblyman for the area, Peter J. said, checks at the municipal assembly and the EPA revealed that the area is demarcated for residential development and hence cannot be used for such a purpose. The assembly is not aware of anything enterprise group and there has not been any rezoning of our community. So as it is now, it's still a residential as we know it to be. But few activities from these people coming and going out of the community is giving us a consent to know that something like this is happening. So other checks from EPA also show that, yes, there has been an approach, but until there's, there's that approval from the assembly, they can't move forward with the application of enterprise group. Chairman for the Concerned Residents Association, Richard Edumafo, says they are appealing to the conscience of the developers to reason with them. The health hazards and the epidemic that may arise cannot be controlled. So we cannot sit down and just watch than to appeal to um, reasonable minds that this is something that um, is upfront to us as a community, as a society, and therefore we need to kick against it. A report by Kwesia Dai Kwatin for Joy News. We're live on Joy News today. We'll take a break. When we return, we'll bring you business. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still need cho- Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With Echo 
Bank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank daddy daddy <sighs> this tank is big yes that's true it can store a lot of water that's so true. Wow, it has a working tortoise by it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Yay! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Hello, good afternoon. This is the business segment on Joy News. Today with me, Pius Kojobaka. Players in the cybersecurity ecosystem have called for increased awareness in building a secured cyberspace for businesses. According to them, incorporating digital tools into the business process will need proper online protection to safeguard critical information. This, they believe, will build a resilient and secured system which can enhance growth. Here is a report from the MTN Business Executive Breakfast Series on cybersecurity. The MTN Business Executive Breakfast Series focused on Ghana's digital transformation landscape and its implications on building safe online practices and cyber security systems for small and medium businesses. Senior Manager of Information Security and Governance at MTN Ghana, Jacqueline Hansen-Kote, urged businesses to establish a cybersecurity plan to safeguard critical information to weather the storm against adverse effects of the current digital revolution. You can't 
don't um, have any digital transformation without cybersecurity. So I think one of the panelists gave a good analogy. Um, we shouldn't over, we shouldn't overcomplicate it. It's simple. Um, you all, we all want to protect our assets. These days, our assets are information, mainly information technology. Um, let's put a good plan in place to secure them. That's really what cybersecurity is doing, and that's securing you yourself as you interact online and use all these digital tools. How are you being protected? How are people not impersonating you? How are people not getting your information? How are people not um, taking all the things that you need and using it for themselves? On assisting small and medium enterprises without the financial muzzle to build cyber-secured systems, Chief Executive Officer of Innovari, C.K. Bruce, admonished businesses to seek licensed cybersecurity professional advice to build tailored affordable systems. The process and the requirements to secure an organization is dependent on the size of the organization. So if you're not that big, i.e., you know, your management processes, your activities are not that big, your costs will not be that big. So the cost of uh, securing your, your company is aligned to the size of your organization. So it is always affordable. On support services being rolled out for SMEs, senior manager at MTN Business, Benedict Bentil, had this to say. At MTN Business, we want to encourage SMEs to grow, but as they grow and as they adopt more technology and more digital solutions, it exposes them to the risks of cyber fraud and incidents regarding their, their infrastructure and their networks. So at MTN, we take that into cognizance and we help by providing solutions that are secure for them, um, solutions that enable them to activate their own presence online, like the web waste that I talked about earlier, for them to be able to build their own presence and not allow other people to spoof their presence. The MTN Business Executive Series was held on the theme Cybersecurity and the Digital Transformation of SMEs. Engineering practitioners have been entreated to be transparent in procurement processes in their line of duty. This according to the president-elect for the Ghana Institution of Engineering, Engineer Ludwig Hesse, is key to addressing the frustrations or infractions within public sector procurement processes. He was speaking at the institution's 39th induction ceremony. Here's more. The institution inducted 78 members into the class of professional engineers at its 39th induction ceremony. Engineer Hesse called on the newly inducted members to ensure they adhere strictly to the ethics and requirements of the institution in their various fields of practice. I want you to take this vow seriously and to do all your, in your power to practice engineering, not only in a technically competent manner, but also ethically applying strictly the following requirements of our code of ethics. Report knowledge of any alleged violation of the code of ethics and cooperate with the PPEC, that's the, uh, my committee, or the relevant public authority in investigating the violations. Disclose any potential conflict of interest to a potential or current client or employer upon discovery of the possible conflict. Promote transparency, fair competition, and equal opportunities in procurement processes and professional appointments and not engage in collusive practices or manipulation or, or manipulate procedures to gain undue advantage or to unfairly influence uh, outcomes. Report any suspected instances of corruption, bribery or unethical conduct by filling 
a complaint and uh, form and cooperate fully with any investigation. Chairman, membership committee of the institution, engineer Dr. Patrick Amwa Bequin urged the newly inducted engineers to produce quality work that can stand the test of time and should be sustainable and socially relevant. I, I want to use this opportunity to that this institution we sacrifice. So as you are joining, you also sacrifice to ensure that we leave a better legacy for the next generation. And that is important. Well, beyond this, the committee is embarking on the following, the development of an online uh, membership manual. I'm sure a lot of you had a, a lot of questions during your application processes. And now we want to put everything online. So one of the subcommittees, they started, they are doing an online frequently asked questions and all those things. The 78 newly inducted professional engineers consist of 33 civil engineers, 19 electrical, electronic engineers, 18 mechanical, agric engineers, and 8 chemical and mining engineers. And that's it for business for now. I am Pius Kojobaka. Marketplace is up on PM. Do make a date. Let's do sports now on your news today with me, Muftao Nabila Abla. Over the weekend, Mohamed Kudus scored his first goal in the Premier League for West Ham United as they drew 2 2 against Newcastle United. His favorite musician, Stoneboy, was on the stands during that match where he scored in the 87th minute to grab the equalizer as the game ended 2 uh, 2. Uh, he says Stoneboy came to the stadium with luck. Um, feels. Very good, of course, but most importantly, um, it's made a difference in the team, which was us getting a point. So even though we wanted three points, I was happy to score my first goal, and most importantly, we got a point out of it. It was a lovely strike to what was going through your head when the ball came in from Vlad uh, to you on the edge of the box. Um, I mean, at that moment in the game, I, I felt good about it, and yeah, I just went for it. And great celebrations with the crowd, uh, great atmosphere when, when, when that goal went in. Yeah, amazing, amazing fans. Even when we was down 2-1 and I was on the bench, you can still feel the support and the energy from the fans. And yeah, thanks for them for that. And I think it uplifted the players' energy a lot. So it was great atmosphere today. And yeah, everyone gave their best. So we take the point and we learn from it. 
and even better to get that goal with um, Stoneboy in, in the crowd there to, to, to support you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually gave me two goals <laughs> and I scored one of it. So yeah, good luck, good luck for him today. Come to the stadium, you know, and he brought the luck. <laughs> And for the result, after the hard game in Europe uh, during the week, we got the win there, and to keep it going with a, a draw today, that must be a good feeling as, as well. Yeah, like I said, we, 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 we are not satisfied, we, we, we aim even higher, like we wanted three points today, but yeah, we, we settle for this and take the point and then focus on the next game after the break. Yeah. Trying to protect your identity by